This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Hey, Glass. Is it true what they say about you shooting that lieutenant while you was living them sandwiches? Gerald. 21 dead soldiers, more than 40 dead feathernecks, but you and your boy the only ones to get to walk out alive. It's kind of a miracle, don't you think? You need to shut up, Fitzgerald. That what you did? Shot one of your own to save this little dog right you here? You know what you want to fight, go. son? Why, was you playing with this little boy's mama? Huh? Fitzgerald! Did you kill her? Hey, you can quit polishing that rifle when I'm talking to you. I'm working on it. You can work on it later when I'm done talking to you. Look at me, scout. That's enough! You're forgetting your place, boy. As far as I can tell, my place is right here on the smart end of this rifle. You move along, Fitzgerald. That's an order. Listen to me. We only have a couple hours of light left. We've got to stash these pelts and get rid of the boat. Let's go. Yes, BFM 89.9. It is 7.39 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Arvin. It is Supercut today. And um, in honour of the fact that we've had like a bit of a confusing week um, in the sense that we did Jawan, mm-hmm. which was, um, how do I put it? Hyper-stimulating. Insane. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Just completely nuts. Yeah. Um, so we did Jawan and then we did Fingernails, a movie in which very little happens mm-hmm. and it's super dry and kind of very delicate and strange and some would say boring. Uh, we thought it was good to explore this notion of boredom. What makes a film Boring, dull as dishwater, grey, <laughs> just all these, di- blah. What what makes a film oatmeal? We, we want to know and kind of explore that today. Um, and in line with that, we are asking you, what is the most boring movie you've ever watched? Yeah. I, I think that the simple question, what is the most boring movie you've ever watched? And did you like it? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's talk about The Revenant. I mean, there's not much we can say about The Revenant, to be honest, um, other than calling it super dry, super slow, super boring. We've mentioned it a couple of times on the show as being one of the slowest things we've ever seen. Um, have you revisited the movie? Like, have you watched it again? I, I'm trying to think about... No, I've seen it once. I've seen it once. I, I've seen it once. Mm. Um, and yeah, so so the I, I guess like the, the origin, like you mentioned, right? The origin of this show is uh, the opposite of Jawan. So something that has <laughs> no kinetic energy and no sort of like forward momentum. And that would be The, the Revenant. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie, like shot on camera. Like it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing to look at. But man, is that movie boring. It's beautiful. See, it's a very strange film, right? Because mm. it's beautiful. It's got great performances. Um, it's the story... Amazing performances. Yeah, yeah, really good. And it's a story of, depending on how you look at it, either uh, a desire for revenge or um, this idea of human survivability, both of which are very compelling movie-telling devices or movie-telling frames... So why is the movie boring? I I find it hard to identify exactly why the film is as dull as it is. 
so for me, so my reason is one it didn't help that i love birdman um by the same director somehow so i i loved uh, birdman in which a lot of things happen and it's super kinetic it's super kinetic yeah. like the the movie is literally engineered to never stop right it's like a one long take sort of thing the illusion of one long take yes um so watching birdman and that's one of my favorite movies going into the revenant after that expecting the same sort of not action but the same sort of um pacing i think that didn't help my case at all so this movie is the opposite of birdman but i don't know what it, i i think it's the it's the slow shots it's the 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 grunting the heaving <laughs> that that leonardo dicaprio does for two and a half hours it's the very little action it's uh, very little dialogue you say very little action but there was the bear and then yeah. there was like was there another bear or just the one bear one bear um, fine one bear was more than enough but, but there was the bear and then there was some um, i believe some fire at some mm. point later on there was a climactic final fight mm-hmm. there are things that in theory should be interesting and i also say all this knowing that i have somewhat mixed feelings about the revenant in that as i was watching it i knew it was a good movie I'm trying to think if I could safely say that I enjoyed the thing. I don't think I could say I enjoyed it. I know objectively it's boring, but that doesn't necessarily detract from the viewing experience. Does that make sense? I expected it to be boring maybe. Yeah. No, I I I know what you mean. Um also I think that's a good way to say that when we talk about boring movies we're not saying that the movie is bad bad, bad yes. like objectively yes. bad um these can be like amazing movies like landmark uh, cinematic landmark movies um it just means that they are sort of like slow and and dry and and boring la but for me <laughs> for for me um i remember watching i remember so clearly watching the revenant um i saw it in imax and i was with someone that i used to know la let's put it that way um like the gotier song and like like 30 minutes before the movie ended i i turned to her and i go how long more do you think this is going to take like in the cinema i never talk in the cinema but i whispered i'm like how long more do you think this is going to go on for and she like i i i, I don't know and it was that bad i was like <laughs> i i don't know how much more of this movie i can sit for i have no like view of the the the, the end of this i don't know when it's going to finish there's no sense of like is this the middle act is this the the end like it's the same slowness throughout so i think that was it for me that was just it i didn't have any side of this could be a 4 hour long movie like what have i gotten myself or into or 20 minutes or 20 minutes yeah, yeah. Th- there's just all, no all, way all of sense saying. of time is gone Benjamin uh, has come in to say would you say it's unbearable lol <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin that's cruel that is cruel um mm. and yes yes yeah, i'm going to yeah. loan that from now on yeah it's yeah. it's unbearable unbearable yeah. um Daphne is saying power of the dog what was the point of that movie this i think is really interesting because it's mm. in the same vein as revenant Um, I mean in the sense yeah, of yeah. beautiful movie um lots to say fantastic performances like a very very good series of performances in fact culminating in Benedict Cumberbatch doing a masterclass but yalla boring I I would never deny that that movie is boring So I can tell you why I enjoyed Power of the Dog a lot more than Revenant uh, even though Revenant is shot so much better and and I saw it in IMAX and stuff I think it's the fact that I didn't pay for an IMAX ticket I didn't have to drive out anywhere I didn't have to look for parking I didn't have to you know like like plan lunch and dinner around the the movie um it was on streaming it was a Netflix thing It was Yeah I could just watch it at home um I remember pausing the movie to get more snacks 
So I think that level of like low investment, I was like, oh, we're getting like a quality, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch award winning award contender movie on Netflix. So that made it sort of like more interesting for me. I think I knew what I was in for because I'm familiar with the filmmaker whose name is now slipping my mind. I am typing, I am typing. Um, Jane, Jane Campion. Mm. So um, if you've watched any of Jane Campion's work in the past, um, then I think you're gonna be ready and be quite familiar with the fact that things will be slow, whether it's Top of the Lake, whether it's The Piano, whether it's just any of her films or shows. So I was ready for slow, I was ready for beautiful and I think that's part of it, you know. Boredom is as boredom does. Some of it, <laughs> some of it is preparation. Yeah. I, I mean, just going back to what I said about Revenant, right? It was the, the Birdman thing. If, um, what's his full name? Uh, Inuri 2. Yeah. Um, if, uh, Alejandro, Alejandro yes. Inuritu. Um, if he had made a boring movie before that I liked, and then I went into The Revenant, I'd be like, okay, so this is just his style. Yeah. But coming from the guy who made Birdman, then The Revenant, I'm like, why would you do this? Like, like why would you, like, why would you do this? You know, <laughs> after Birdman. Okay, so you just said that the lack of investment was, or the lack of needing to like plan and drive mm, and go mm. out was part of what made Power of the Dog okay. You watch Nomadland where? Where did I watch Nomadland? It would have been on streaming, right? On streaming? Yeah. Yeah. So it's here on our list of clips. It's next. Yes. Was it the same thing? I haven't seen the film. So interestingly, I love Nomadland. Um, I, I love the movie quite a lot. Like it's it's beautifully shot. Um, it, I, I like the story. Uh, there isn't a story though, right? Not not much of one. It's it's like one super linear kind of story, um, and it's not like a documentary. So mm-hmm. I, I I like that. I like the performances. I like how real the movie is. But it's it's in our list because I would never choose to watch that movie again, <laughs> like on my own on purpose. I am never streaming that movie again. It, it's done. It's a one and done. But for that one and done, it's a good movie. But it's so dry and boring and monotonous that there's nothing for me to look forward to on like a second viewing. Like, oh, let me watch this scene that's like the other two hours of this movie again. I genuinely don't know um, if we're doing a good job of recommending things in the supercut. Maybe that's not what this is for. That's fine. Um, We're talking today about boredom. Um, And one thing to know, what is the most boring movie you have ever watched? What is the dullest film that you've sat through? Uh, You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Here is a little bit of the monotony of Nomadland. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. It's just black, so. Oh, that's good. Hello, coffee? I know you. Yeah, hi. Dave, right? Yes. Fern? Yes. I have your uh, can opener. Yeah, 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 you do. Are you working here now, or? Yeah, first year. So, coffee? Uh, yeah, sure. Yep. If you want anything, you gotta put it in. So, see ya. Yeah, have a good day. Because freedom matters. BFM 89.9. X-ray Delta-1, this is Mission Control. 
Roger, your one niner three zero. We concur with your plan to replace number one unit to check fault prediction. We should advise you, however, that our preliminary findings indicate that your onboard niner triple zero computer is in error predicting the fault. I say again, in error predicting the fault. I know this sounds rather incredible, but this conclusion is based on the results from our twin niner triple zero computer. We are skeptical ourselves, and we are running cross-checking routines to determine reliability of this conclusion. Sorry about this little snag, fellas, and we'll get this info to you just as soon as we work it out. X-ray Delta-1, this is Mission Control, 2049er, transmission concluded. I hope the two of you are not concerned about this. Yeah, I'd like to ask you a question, though. Of course. How would you account for this discrepancy between you and the Twin 9000? Well, I don't think there is any question about it. It can only be attributable to human error. This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. BFM 89.9, it is 7.51. You are listening, I, I hope you're still listening, uh, to Popcorn <laughs> Culture. It's uh, Supercut Night. You're with Lynn and Arvin, and together we are boring you on purpose. Mm-hmm. Really sorry. Um, usually we try and pick clips with like some punch, yeah. some sound, some verve. Uh, today we've gone for clips that we feel best uh, captured the feeling mm-hmm. of watching a boring movie, which is today's supercut. Movies that are boring. Not necessarily bad, just boring. And we want to know, in line with that, what is the dullest movie you've ever watched? Just one that you were like, oh, this is still going. Uh, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Um, okay, actually, in the first place, Stanley Kubrick's interesting because a lot of his movies could be considered boring. They are very deliberate. His pacing is often slow. Um, he lingers on on images for a very long time. Um, you know, th- there's just a lot of stuff that live in Sc- Stanley Kubrick films that I think a lot of people w- could reasonably conceive of as dull. The Shining comes up a lot, for example. Yeah. Uh, you said, like, you know, how, how long more is this going? Or, or how long is this going to take, right? For stuff like The Shining and 2001 Space Odyssey, it's more like, where is this going? Ah, yes. Because you, you have no idea. Like, the, the movie doesn't tell you, like, you know, uh, where it's headed, what the, the main objective is, or what anyone wants to achieve in the movie, right? Especially for 2001. Um, and I don't know, like, we these movies are like like cinema masterpieces in their own genres. Mm. Like, 2001 is, like, such a massive, massive, massive achievement. But you can't say that it's a movie that gets people excited i don't know if people watch it to you know watch with friends or just revisit on like a, a weekday night or weekend night the same for the shining right it's it's such a, a hallmark title in the horror genre but it's not fun like you know objectively it's a good film quote yes. unquote, but it's not a fun movie to rewatch. it's also really slow like, it's a really, really slow burn movie. Things can go on forever before an old lady shows up in a bath. Yeah. You know, it, it just, things, <laughs> things go on at length. Um, Izzy agrees, saying, The Shining, I thought it was going to be scary, as said by most people, but it was incredibly boring and I fell asleep. And I, the thing is, right, what's interesting about that is I can see that partly because it doesn't rely on jump scares. So mm. it's hard to fall asleep, no matter how bored you are, in many modern horror movies because of the jump scares. So even if, like, you start dozing 
thing halfway through when something goes Ta-dang! and you know leaps out of a closet the sound alone will will get you up mm. but something like The Shining where it's like violins the girls are back violins <laughs> you're like okay tricycle you know, yeah tricycle I, I yeah. can understand the it's a good film I, I, I can't tell people film. tell how we feel from the movie when we're saying it's boring but boring lah yeah and so for The Shining, I can kind of understand because the movie deals with like um, with madness and uh, sort of like descent into alcoholism, alcoholism, mm. uh, a, a certain kind of insanity, right? So that's what it's going for, and, and isolation. So they're like trapped and it's claustrophobic. So I kind of get why The Shining is the way it is, um, if you want to get into the movie that way. But for something like uh, Two Thousand One, um, especially after we've seen stuff like not just Interstellar but other space movies like. Interstellar and, and Apollo 13 and uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, you start to wonder, like, why a movie set in space and set with all these kinds of things that are happening, like monoliths just, like, showing up here and there and, and, and crazy, like, apes. Why is a movie like that still so monotonous? Because other than the, the Hell 9000 stuff, right, nothing else peaks. Well, you know, space is interesting because it's coming up a bunch, um, including from Sam, who says Ad Astra is super boring. And uh, Real says MCU's Eternals. Ad Astra, I agree, even though I, I... Did you like Ad Astra? I've never watched Ad Astra. I think it's good. Uh, I liked it a lot. So here's the thing about boring movies that you know to be boring um, mm. because Ad Astra is is well known <laughs> in, yeah. in in boredom you know fan <laughs> fandom circles. It's in the well boring known. genre, correct? Yeah. Um, it, it is acknowledged. Um, so because of that, I find it hard to drum up the excitement to actually watch a movie I missed. Mm. You know, because I already missed it. I missed the boat. Brad Pitt's gone on to make other things, and I'm like, uh, you know, it shows up, and I think. Not today, sir. And so I end up not watching it over and over again. Eternals, though, real, I think we might want to fight you. Yeah, because mm. we've we've both said like Eternals is one of the better MCU movies. If Sharmila were here, she would say she it would too. say the same thing too. Yeah, um, I I personally cannot understand why so many people hate Eternals or find it boring. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of times. Me too. I like it every single time. <laughs> so, I actually like it more. Yeah, with, yes. with, with every rewatch. Yes. I'm like, ooh, they did this or ooh, oh, they did that. never noticed that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I okay, it's slow-paced. For for yeah. a superhero comic book movie, totally slow-paced, mm-hmm. right? The edits are slow, the music is lingering, we're like traveling through eons. Like, I get it. I, I understand how it can feel slow. And, and some of it is dumb. Like Some of it is just straight the, up the, dumb. The, the Hiroshima stuff, that's just... It, like, it doesn't un- make any un- sense. Un- unnecessary. But... Boring? I, I find it hard to make the argument. I don't think it's boring at all. Like, I don't think it's... I, I know that it's it's slower than other MCU movies, but I feel like it has so much more quality than the other MCU movies that it makes up for the for the slow pace. It's also shot beautifully. I feel like people are going to come for us, but we welcome it. We will fight people mm-hmm. on the Eternals. Like, like in the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. No matter how long it takes, apparently. <laughs> um, so our next clip. By the way, keep those thoughts coming. We want to know what is the most boring movie you've watched? Um, or just tell us boring movies, you know, things that you found dull. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Send us a voice note there as well. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Our next clip is from a movie that I really love. Um, it's from a... It's from John Le Carre's one of his best books. Um, it was adapted by Thomas Alfredson. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's good in it. I love the film. I've watched it many times. It's boring, though, huh? Tinker Tailor Soldier it, Spy. It, it's super boring. Yeah. It's super boring. It is 
um, one of the best films to to jump in in the middle though. Oh yeah. Like if you see it going on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You just yeah. jump in and then you just go along for the the rest of the movie. They're still talking slow anyway. They're still talking slow. <laughs> you can fine. catch up at some point. Yes. But you cannot start from the start. No. No. This is true. Keep those thoughts coming and now keep it here with us through these boring clips. <laughs> here is Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. Where did you get this? I didn't. Percy and his little cabal walked in with it. Look, control. Shut up. Style appalling. Patently a fabrication from beginning to end. Just could be the real thing. Well, if it's genuine, it's gold dust. But its topicality makes it suspect. Smiley is suspicious, Percy. Where did it come from? What's the access? A new secret source of mine. But how could he possibly have access? He has access to the most sensitive levels of policy making. You've named the operation Witchcraft. Well, Percy and his pals bypassed us, Smiley, gone straight to the minister. Percy has been allowed to keep the identity of his new friend top secret. Bigotry free Malaysia. BFM 89.9. The forests of Pandora hold many dangers. The most dangerous thing about Pandora is that you may grow to love her too much. We sing the song chords to remember each bead, a story in our life. A bead for the birth of our son. The bead when we adopted our daughter, Kitty, born of Grace's avatar. A daughter whose conception was a total mystery. A bead for the first communion with Ava. The people say we live in Ava. And Ava lives in us. The great mother holds all her children in her heart. BFM 89.9, it's 8.09, and you're listening to Popcorn Culture Supercut with Lynn and Arvin, and pew, 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 pew shots fired. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking today about boring movies, dull movies, movies that we could not sit through, and pew, 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 I really do not like Avatar. Between Eternals, like liking Eternals, mm. you know, um, and now this, right, I, I don't know which is the, the hotter take. It must be this, it must be <laughs> I Avatar. I think it's this. It's this. Look, I know that... Okay, I'm going to start by like with a defensive position because yeah. I know people love Avatar. I know sure. that like people find Avatar a life-changing movie and, you know, a groundbreaking film, which I will agree with and, you know, all that stuff. I find it really boring and um, I find it boring for a number of reasons. I think that the visuals alone cannot sustain the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the story also just doesn't do it for me. But I have another theory, but we'll talk about that after you share your take on Avatar so I'm not alone on the ledge. No, I find it boring also. Thank you. Um, if if Shamila was here, then she would fight us on this because I know yes. that she's a, a Pandora... What do you call fans of... Uh, Pandorite? Pan- Pandorites. Yeah. Pandorites. Um, so she she loves the, the Avatar movies or likes the Avatar movies. Um, for me, I think it's it's mainly because when the first one came out, 
the gimmicks didn't work for me as much. I don't care about 3D movies. Uh, 3D movies give me a bit of a headache. Um, so that that gimmick didn't work. And then the other thing was that ev- everyone was saying that the, the CGI was so good and it's so realistic and everything looks like, you know, you're actually there and it's so immersive, which I didn't see. Like the, the, the Navi, the blue creatures. Yeah, with the tails. With the tails. Looked like CGI to me, mm. which is not bad. But after that much hype, right? I was like, no, I can, I can clearly tell that, you know, these are not like physical, tangible things. If you elongate Zoe Saldana and colour her blue, like that lah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what she would look like. So I have um, more shots to fire, which is, mm. uh, firstly, Meandering Misha says, Avatar, the blue one. So just, <laughs> I think just to distinguish from Last Airbender, I'm guessing. So we are not alone in this at least, but I have a theory and this theory is about Sam Worthington and whether some actors are just boring because I think it's possible that there is such a thing as um, actors who just don't have a lot of charisma, mm-hmm. but for some reason keep making movies and thus are in boring movies. So that brings up the question. Um, Matt Damon was supposed to be in Sam Worthington's place, famously. Ah. Like he turned down like how many million, like a cut of the movie to be in some other movie that didn't make him any money, right? Um, And I'm wondering like if he was in Avatar, would it have been better for us? Well, we still wouldn't have gotten much of his face, right? It would still have been a a lot of his voice, but but not so much the face. Um, I think... Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's a more interesting actor, certainly. Mm. I, I have a late-in-life appreciation for Matt Damon, like founder yeah. of the Matt Damon as a doofus is great society. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess so. It would be Matt Damon in Jason Bourne kind of mode, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would yeah. have to be. I mean, and that's fine. But I, I think... So we agree, though, that Sam Worthington is a little bit of a, a charisma suck yeah, in the sure. film. For sure. Mm. Um, and it's not just that movie, right? He's He's been that way. And it, I know it's not nice to call people bad actors because it's what they, they do. But even in other movies like um, Wrath of the Titans, Clash of the Titans, Terminator, Salvation, Salvation. it's the same thing. Um, I think for me, it's more than his performance alone. It's just the, the story is not interesting. Yes, like, yes. There's nothing in the story that I'm hooked on to, to go like, oh, I, I can't wait to see how this thing turns out. But you can sustain it if you have a really compelling central performance, is the argument, I mm, feel, that, mm. that if you have somebody who's doing like, like you put an Al Pacino, let's say, <laughs> screaming his way through Avatar, just, you yeah. know, just like talking at 10 different volumes through one sentence, like just acting, even if not in the Sam Worthington character, but as the general, let's say, mm. um, I think then you've got something. You're cooking. You're cooking with oil. You <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there is something to be said about boring actors as well. I'm just putting it out there. It's not the topic of our supercut, but you know, there it is. Um, so Nat says, guys, I dozed off for a bit when that clip was played. Just saying. Avatar. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I doze off every time I hear something from from Avatar. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I I gave the sequel a chance because it's like 13 years later or something and then they went like, oh, it's going to be more exciting than the first one. And, you know, he was hyping it up the same way he hyped the... Yeah. James Cameron hyped the first movie up. I think I was, I was more bored during the second movie than I was during the first movie, which is saying something. Like, the second movie, I was like, oh, 
it's more of the same now like i was bored the first time and now it's like it's it's amplifying the the stuff i don't like so i'm even more bored for the second movie uh raj says i think avatar 1 was okay because it was something new but the second one was so lame and i love <laughs> i just i love the use of the word lame because it's exactly what i was reaching for but did not get yeah yeah lame is lame is what it is kamarun meanwhile says shinless list i tried to finish it 3 times i still can't um but agreed on avatar i played games too much at the at that time and it felt like i was watching a games reel this is very true it feels like watching a cut scene I we're saying all this fully acknowledging that the movie is is groundbreaking yes. and is a technological achievement marvel, marvel yeah, sure. that probably opened up new technologies for all of hollywood sure. ever since it came out like yeah. all that stuff all that stuff yeah. it, it goes uh, well without we said it now but it went without saying mm. um really boring lah I, i i just yeah. will not back down on this i think though i'd like to Ty Cameron's point about Schindler's List and trying to finish it three times to a voice note that came in a little while ago. Uh, here it is. <laughs> my opinion. Hi, sorry. My name is Mark. Good evening, everybody. Uh, the most boring movie that I enjoy watching over and over again every couple of months or so is uh, Kevin Costner's uh, Waterworld. I love it so much. <laughs> Mark, thank you for um getting in touch and I firstly, okay, let's talk about Waterworld. Yeah. Great. I mean really boring. Yeah. Just so boring. I don't even know if that that's it's an unpopular opinion. It's not a bad movie. Ah, so I think Waterworld um is just like that weird mid-career Kevin Costner mm. postman Waterworld like series of things that made everybody just think that Waterworld was I was thrilled by Waterworld as a child. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's superb. The cinematography is amazing. Uh it's super scenic. I kept touching the skin behind my ears like yeah, yeah. is it happening? Yeah. Am I going to get gills, yeah. you know? So I I mean it was very evocative. Yeah, and it's fun to watch. Yes. And it had that it came on the 90s, yeah. right? If not it has such a 90s vibe to it. But we agree it's boring though, right? It's slow. Very little happens. Very little happens. It takes forever for things to happen even though it's set in like a world where Kevin Costner is a man fish. Yeah. But it's I think that alone makes it interesting to watch <laughs> even with its weird pacing. Yes. Uh we also have um wait. Yes. So I actually wanted sorry to tie it between Mark and Cameron too. Why do we rewatch boring movies? Oh. What is that compulsion? Cuz it's one thing to watch a movie that like you love or you think is super interesting. It's quite another thing to watch a movie that you already dala you already find it boring, but then you persist. So I have two theories. Um one of it is you you just like the movie as it is. Mm. Um like the movie you think the movie is good. So that alone is enough, right? And I go to The Batman which I I I think it's one of the best Batman movies ever made, one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's a slow movie. It's 3 hours and the the middle section gets a bit draggy. Yes, actually just to draw a distinction, slow doesn't equate to boring, but it can and often does. It doesn't yeah. always, but because I'm trying to think whether I would agree with you that the Batman slow yes, but do we find it boring? There are some chunks in the movie that I feel go on for a bit too long. and then i get a bit i i i find it a bit boring mm-hmm. i'm like this 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 scene could have been cut and maybe the movie could have shaved off like i don't know 20 minutes to be more like to be leaner right um so i think that's one so i would watch that movie again and again and again just because i i, I like it so much the second thing i think is 
do you think like boring movies have a time and a place where they where they get to shine because i'm thinking on a weekend after a long week of work like a hectic week of work and then you just put on a boring movie you're in your sofa you're watching it there is a kind of warmth and coziness and comfort in slow boring movies that aren't too like that aren't bombarding you with emotions and stuff that's happening Yes, I yeah yeah, I totally agree. Um but then I think a lot of boring movies also tend to be art house movies that are trying to bombard you eventually with, with more stuff. With more stuff. So yeah. so then it gets a little bit tricky because I don't ne- the Batman is relaxing but the Revenant is not. The Revenant is not? Yeah. Waterworld is. Yes, Waterworld is. Yeah. We agree with you, Mark. Um it is a good shout. It's time to talk about Nolan because oh. yeah yeah yeah. So people have come in um Voice of the Rock yet saying Interstellar. Oh. Um, Min Min Minerals says Dunkirk. Can see? No. Can see? <laughs> Sorry. Can see I, look, I will stand up for Dunkirk. I think that Dunkirk is a misunderstood movie. I think that it, it kind of yeah. came out with like a weird frame and people weren't, people thought it was going to be a different type of war movie. I will stand up for Dunkirk. I don't think it's boring. I don't think Dunkirk is boring. I think you can zone out a bit during Dunkirk. Really? Hans yeah. Zimmer kept me like so clued in. Maybe not all of it, but the the constant you know, kind of score just kept it like very going. Yeah, I was very very locked into Dunkirk. So I don't know if this is um so if you, if you look at some lists online, a lot of it contains um, action movies like they have like Transformers or the the fast movies or some big action movies yeah. on there, right? And I can relate to those lists because I I've mentioned on the show before that I'm not a huge fan of um long action movies. We've got people coming in with those as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm just thinking if Dunkirk is the is the same thing because I tend to zone out during like prolonged action scenes even though I I objectively I know the movie is awesome. I, I kind of like, you know, sometimes I just lose focus. And if between Hans Zimmer's score and the pacing in Dunkirk, I can see that happening to a lot of people. So Interstellar, though, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I have gone on the record as saying I hated that movie the first time I watched it. I was like truly angered by it. Um, and then during the pandemic, because I was vulnerable, I watched it again and now I love it and will always stand for it. And so I... I'm trying to think whether it's boring. I think it's slow. It does it's move slow. very slowly, which, okay, but I, I don't know, guys. I'm not sure. Um, those were, however, just the prelude to Lawrence saying, I think I'm going to offend a lot of Nolan fans by saying Oppenheimer is boring and overrated. It is literally overblown. I love Christopher Nolan's earlier work. He's a talented director, but Oppenheimer is not one of his best. The time jump is totally unnecessary. The soundscape is unbearable to the point that I find it annoying (laughs) and distracted me from watching the movie. It is utterly the dullest and most overrated movie I've watched. On the contrary, I love Killers of the Flower Moon. It's long, but I didn't feel the runtime, and the movie shed light to an important story, much like Oppenheimer. But my feelings towards Oppenheimer are different. Comparing the two, I feel like Nolan, get ready, should learn from the master, Scorsese. Oof. Ah. Oh. Strong words. By the way, um, Adlisha says the Irishman. <laughs> Sorry, just, just to provide some balance <laughs> Some here. balance on yeah, the yeah, seesaw. Yeah. Um, I... So I can't argue with any any of those things about Oppenheimer except the part about it being overrated. I don't think it's overrated. I also would argue that it's not one of his best. I actually think it is one of his best. 
I think it is one of his best. Mm. Um, I think for the for the actors involved, it's one of their best. Um, it is slow though. It, it's very slow. It's very monotonous. It's just a bunch of people talking, um, and they don't show you. I mean, they could have shown you stuff about the you know the the bomb and the other more not exciting but quote unquote exciting things. But it is just people babbling. Yeah, but so is Killers of the Flower Moon, if you're going to look at it through yeah, that yeah, lens. True. And I say this so dismissively as somebody who loved both movies. Like, I love like both movies. Raved about both movies, both, um, you know, kind of definitely in top five or ten of this year, perhaps even sneaking in into like all times. I, I, I really liked both. Mm-hmm. I understand, though, why. Um, so, Lawrence, I'm, I'm curious whether you went in with what were your expectations going into Oppenheimer? I just like to know because the time jump and the soundscape, right, um, are not unique to Oppenheimer. Nolan's been it, doing Nolan this for thing. ages. Yeah, like like yeah. this notion of like playing around with a linear story, um, you know, kind of loading his soundscapes like crazy. So I'm I'm wondering what it is that didn't do it for you. I don't know if it was because they hyped it as the creation of the the atomic bomb right mm. and a lot of it had the, a lot of the trailers and the posters had like fire and explosions and you know all kinds of like physics but they don't actually focus on any of that in the movie not just the bomb but even on the science or the development of the bomb it's it's mainly about oppenheimer and, and the like the trial that he's going through uh well daphne is um saying oppenheimer is boring just three words <laughs> It's boring. boring. Yeah. Mm. So an agreement with Lawrence there. Morris though says, why is Interstellar boring? The visual of Gargantua is fascinating. I watched it like five times last year. It's amazing. I mean, I'm completely biased. Interstellar is one of my favourite movies. So, Um, A couple of... Let me... Okay, I was going to try and find a way to say it nicely, but it's a couple of lady films because Eugene says, sorry, somehow Evita is boring to me. Mm, I would say dry. Really? uh, I've never found Evita boring. Not boring, dry. Yeah, but I I love musicals also. So that's a part of it for me. Yeah, that's true. Um, And I also think it's kind of a perfect use of Madonna as an actress (laughs) in a very like specific (laughs) moment in her career. They knew how to channel her perfectly. Yes, yes, that's the thing. Um, Aslan, uh, sorry, this is in like lady movie thread. Um, Anna Karenina, I slept, it goes on forever and I decided to rest. (laughs) (laughs) I can't argue, but I like that movie. It's also beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, Anna Karenina is a beautiful film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The colors of the mm. the colors of the clothes alone is amazing. The cinematography of that is amazing. Hey, there's something to be said about period films, you know. Being slow. Being uh, being boring, specifically boring, yeah. um, because I think that there just isn't. In, in depending on the period, right? Or depending on how true to life they're trying to be. Because if it's like a steampunk, then sure, lots of stuff is happening and, you know, you, you can move from place to place quite quickly. But if it's a proper period movie, like an Austin film, for example, then actually they're all just in a farm. Like they're, yeah. they're in different houses, talking in different houses. Maybe some people are like upset, but they're also English that you can't tell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's... Uh, I, I mean... I love period movies, but I think that there's something about a period drama that is a particular type of boredom. It's um, I think it's a particular type of boredom if you choose to watch it in the cinema, if that makes sense. Mm. These are the kinds of movies that I was talking about when I said like they're perfect for that weekend. Or, you know, one of those, like if, if you're down with the flu and you just need something on TV, if you're stuck on your couch or in bed, 
those like period pieces are perfect that level of of boring and and monotony is perfect for those times um amirul rahman says the big short which oh. yeah i know i was really surprised by that followed by oppenheimer <laughs> yes it's a hot take i know 99% of all uk movies movies before the 2000s current top 10 netflix movies all gal gadot movies I love the thing about movies before the 2000s. Can we talk about old movies? Sure, yes. Like classic, classic movies. Hmm, okay, so I saw a lot of Casablanca on yeah. boring movie lists. Yeah. And I felt um, such a deep burning anger that I <laughs> found it difficult to express. Personally offended. Yes, um, I, I took that personally. I, I think, okay, I think it really depends on the era what you're talking about mm. because honestly classic movies even things from like the 40s or 50s <clears throat> yeah the takes are longer but they're not always they're not always as slow as say an art film from the 70s yeah like a taxi driver yes exactly right so i think right like we so the the you me shamila included we love old movies and there's a kind of a warmth and a charm and a coziness that goes along with it I I know a lot of people, like a bunch of people, that anything from those entire decades, like whether it's the, the 40s, 50s, 60s, even some of the 70s, are by default and automatically boring. Doesn't matter like how good or exciting the, the movie is. Um, so the age of the thing makes it unwatchable. Like the moment they see a kind of, if it's black and white, or it moves a certain way, or they see an actor's face that they know is from a certain time, then that immediately makes it boring. And sometimes I wonder if... if the same thing has actually happened to movies from the 80s and 90s for new audiences or younger audiences. Um, I think animations, because animations yeah. now are so much faster. They're literally faster. Um, older animations, because they were hand-drawn um, and, and just a bunch of other reasons, really, they, they moved slower. The The whole like scene, mm. um, the length of the scene would be longer too. Um, it's something that I'm struck by, because when I watch over you know, my, my friend's children's shoulders and yeah. i just look at what's happening the the pace of animations now just feels so hyperactive to me it's super hyperactive but it's kind of weird right if you think about like is aladdin the the original aladdin like is that boring now like by today's oh, standards that would be so sad to me it wouldn't be so sad yeah it would but be maybe so, it so is sad. maybe it is arvin <laughs> like just like like immediately because it's early 90s it's just it's just boring um we have uh, oh Who's Aimee, who says, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. It's weird, don't you think? <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> it's a weird it movie. Is, yeah. I, um, but who's Aimee, are you arguing that it's a boring movie? Because Romeo and Juliet, um, actually all Baz Luhrmann movies, except, of, except Australia, I think, um, it's very hard to be bored by them. You might find them overbearing. You might find them kind of nutty or just really like hypersensorial. But boring, not really. Although I'm wondering now if people found Elvis boring. I can, if anyone found Elvis boring, I can kind of understand. Like, can you see it? Like, can you... Yes, I could. I could. Right? Especially if you don't care about him. Especially if you don't care about him. Um, especially if you don't care... Yeah, ma mainly about his story. But also the the sort of the runtime of the movie. Imagine like a movie being carried by someone, like a character that you have no... You have no interest in. And I think that's like Elvis for some people, right? Um, speaking of characters, going back to Oppenheimer, Sue says, I loved it. I prepared myself by understanding his emotions before watching it. I got into his mind and his feelings during that, which helped me to understand what you call babble. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, Babel's a harsh word, but <laughs> but you, but the thing is, like, while watching the movie, I remember thinking to myself, while loving the movie, I'm like, this is amazing, and it's one of the best things I've seen this year. They are babbling a lot. Yeah, like I had that in mind. I'm like, how long more are they gonna babble on for? Like, what, what Stop is- saying babble, <laughs> Arvin. <laughs> Like, like, what is happening? So harsh. Um, Suchin, okay, this one is interesting because I agree so wholeheartedly, but I love the movie. Suchin says, The Green Knight. I wanted to like this movie so badly, mm. but it didn't, it didn't do it for me. I think that's a lot of A24 movies, right? Uh, like- yeah, but so The Green Knight is incredibly slow and, and yeah. very dull in spots. Um, I also think, perhaps similar to, in some senses, Oppenheimer, um, it would do you well to read up on it, on who the Green Knight is, what the myth is. Like, if you have no understanding of Arthurian legends, and if you have no interest in it, that movie is going to be really difficult. Because it's a super nerdy movie. It is, la. And, and it's not even one of the knights that we know. Yeah. It's not even somebody that, like, everybody would, oh, it's Arthur in the Stone, oh, it's Lancelot. You know, it, it's not like that. It's, it's uh, very buried in mythology film. Yeah, and it's for the people who are super nerdy about that mythology. And then this movie sort of like twists and turns it. I think that's the case. Actually, this is a studio thing, right? Like A24 movies are never what they are on the packaging. Like they sell you something else on the posters and the trailers and stuff. But then when you go watch it, it's um, it's often always way slower than, than what you see. Um, on, on the packaging, I mean. So uh, we are talking today about boring movies and asking you what is the most boring film that you've ever watched and actually if you'd like to share whether you liked it or not because the point we're trying to make today is that boring doesn't necessarily equal bad uh whatsapp 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio up next is a self-explanatory clip it is hardly any words at all um it is terence malick's tree of life when did you first touch my heart Fancy material. BFM 89.9. The air got to it. The air got to it! FM 89.9. It is coming up to 8.35 and you're listening to Popcorn Culture. It is Supercut, to, Supercut Night with Lynn and Arvin and we're talking today about boring movies. These are the most uh, kind of vanilla and 
weird set of clips that we've ever done yeah 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 even in movies that we uh, enjoyed we've chosen kind of the worst bits they pack no punch none whatsoever if anything they pull it they pull it back and then they they cut off their own hand um (laughs) we're talking today about boring movies and we want to know basically what is the most boring film you've ever watched um you can whatsapp 018-789-8899 tweet us at bfm radio so we do have um benjamin who agrees at least with me not so much with you arvin castaway really felt like being stuck on a deserted island (laughs) (laughs) so i love that movie okay um i've seen it a bunch of times i can rewatch it any number of times um and i don't know maybe it was the experience of watching it in the cinema um, it was like, I remember I was a, like a teenager, spontaneous booking, and then went in and I was like, ooh, this movie, I, like, I'm hooked. I cannot wait to see how he gets off this island. And I think that thing has just resonated like every single time I watch it. I don't find that movie boring at all. I might. Okay, so I found it dull. I found it dull every single time I try to rewatch mm. it. I watch it actually out of a twisted loyalty to Tom Hanks, I think. I'm just yeah. like, I, I, I like you and you know, this is considered by many as a one of his finer performances and I, I just want to like it but I struggle and I thinking about it I actually also really disliked 128 hours um, mm. which is also a one-man survivor story even though Danny Boyle is a very interesting director so I'm not sure whether there's just something about the whole one actor thing that doesn't vibe with me so what what is the what is the hottest take you have when it comes to boring <laughs> movies? Like we've we've listed all these movies, we've talked about these uh, clips and then stuff that a lot of people find fun that we find boring. Sure. What is the one movie that would shock anyone if you said it, it's it's boring? Because <sighs> I, I, I have my pick. Yeah, clearly you do. You you set yeah. this up. I mean, I I've already kind of shot my shot with Avatar because mm. I really I I just can't. I'm trying to think what is a movie that I genuinely find boring. My hottest take, I think, is really that, and I don't want to expand on it because it's mean. I think some actors are just boring. Yeah. And once they're in it, the movie becomes boring. Understandable. Yes. Completely. That, that, that's where I'm at. Mine is Iron Man. <gasps> the first Iron Man. Arvin! Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, I remember this so clearly. I watched it the first time. I I think of all the MCU movies, that's the one I've seen the least. And I remember coming out and going... Is it because it's the oldest? No, no, not even. You found it boring at the time. Yeah. I mean, I, th- that was like the same year The Dark Knight came out. So, super, like, superhero movies sure, were on, yes. a, on a high. I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of it's kind of dull. God. Yeah. The, the first can you can you like the first Iron Man? The uh, pillar of the MCU. Ah, uh, so yeah. I don't think Iron Man is a, I don't think Iron Man is boring. I mean, it's also short. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the most. Have you rewatched it? Yeah, but but not many times. And your feelings don't change. No, I I can watch Iron Man 2 again, I can watch Iron Man 3 again, but the first one I'm like, oh, it's pretty vanilla, you know. <laughs> Basic, basic stuff. So one of the interesting things I'm finding in the messages is actually that action movies don't do it. So, mm. um, which I think is part of what we're talking about with Iron Man, right? That you can have the the ingredients of something that's meant to be fun and comic book and all that stuff, and it doesn't make it good. Um, so Daniel, for example, says, most boring movie for me, Watchmen. I went to the cinema <laughs> expecting action thrills, DC, Marvel, but the movie was only long-winded talks rather than fighting. Or as Malaysians say, all talk, no action. Um, Andrew, meanwhile, says, expendables, uh, expend, expend for blur. Um, right. 
Incredibly boring and it's supposed to be an action-packed movie. Kayla says, Is it controversial to say that Fast X was boring? Action was fun, but it was monotonous and repetitive. I don't know... And then followed by, I don't know if this will get in, but I know Adam McKay's The Big Short is deeply dull in the first act and yet I've endured it (laughs) 24 (laughs) times within the past three years. Um, For old movies, the five-hour Napoleon film by... Abel Gans, Ganse, um, mm. is wonderful and masterful, but a chore to finish. Um, Shai also says, Fast X, Heart of Stone, Meg 2, Super Mario Movie, Sisu. There's a lot more where the list is. I, I honestly think there's something to be said about action movies and action movies that are made today. Like, I can see Fast X being made in the mid-90s and being one of the greatest action films ever shot, like ever put on film, right? Um, but I think... Like, we are jaded, right? We've seen so much CGI and then stunt work and then all kinds of movies, like like big blockbuster stuff. Like, there's one blockbuster every couple of weeks, at least, mm. that I don't think action movies cut it anymore. So, it, it's so easy to, like, ah, whatever. Mm. So, I think that a part of it is also that some people now feel that there are must-do shots in action films which mm. have made things boring because it just means that you always know that at some point there's going to be this shot and then that shot and, and you learn to expect it and there's something very very dull, frankly, um, yeah. about that, despite the fact that what you're watching is explosions. And um, and I think that what you need in that moment is the auteur um, <laughs> nuttiness of someone like uh, Michael Bay, who, for all his flaws, and there are many, he understands exactly what kind of movie he wants to make. True. It's like Nicolas Cage, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard to imagine a boring Nicolas Cage movie. No, because he always has that Nicolas Cage energy. Ness, yeah. The ness. Yes, there's something yeah. about it. Um, oh, speaking of um, actors who are typically very interesting, but sometimes Oblivion's interesting because I think it's considered by many a boring Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually quite good. I love Oblivion. Yeah, yeah, but it is dull. It's So I don't know if I would call it dull or if it's dull for a Tom Cruise movie. I think it's visually repetitive. Oh, but I love that. Uh. I, I love the I love the the one pieceness of mm. the whole thing. The like everything's white, everything's pristine, or it gleams in a way. Um, I, I I love the aesthetics of those movie, uh, of, of of that movie. But I think maybe it's the Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise makes you expect it to be like a Mission Impossible, but then it's not because you can swap Tom Cruise out with someone else, and the movie still works the same way. Well, Fatsli, um, speaking of action, says the most boring movie, Matrix 4. Completely lack the energy and passion of the original trilogy, even the malign, even the malign third. So much so that I actually fell asleep during the action scenes, yet somehow stayed awake to suffer the dialogue. <laughs> this is the worst combination of all worlds. Um, Fatsli also says, and don't tell me that Keanu Reeves got old when he's still laying the smack down as John Wick. Yeah. John Wick was one of the other ones, right? Like, objectively, the fourth one is an amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. movie. I zoned out a lot. I think this is a you and action movie yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I, but I do believe that there is something to be said about, um, about labors of love. And I think yeah. Matrix 4 has no love. Matrix 4 has no love in the making of it. Uh, unlike John Wick, where even at its worst, and John Wick... Three really has some draggy moments. Mm-hmm. Even at its worst, you can tell that everybody involved in that project really believes in what they're doing. The fourth one? Um, John Wick's in general. Oh, Not, yeah, for but, sure. but Matrix has nothing. Matrix 4 has nothing. So I don't know if I would argue if Matrix 4 has more love and passion put into it than Matrix 2 and 3. Uh, yes, I think 
No, that's fair. Everything, everything past the matrix, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's, just weird. Uh, uh, Jamie says, "Took me a while to think about the movies I find boring because I usually like or at least feel like watching most movies, even if it's bad." I'm sorry, but I really couldn't enjoy Pride and Prejudice. Nothing happens, and yes, I understand the whole hand-touching scene is a big thing, but I didn't pick up the chemistry for the film. To me, they just look at each other for most of it, talk a bit, and that's it. I'm not sure if it's because of older period dramas. I did like Little Women by Greta Gerwig and Bridgerton, especially Charlotte. I haven't watched the older Little Women, though. I heard it's good, but I already like the 2019 version, and I'm afraid I'll be bored too. Have you rewatched uh, Little Women, the, the Greta Gerwig one? Yes, I have. It still holds up. Yes, it does. Um, and I would go so far as to say that, uh, Jamie, I mean, it's up to you. I'm not going to force you to do anything. But The Older Little Women is beautiful. It's a wonderful movie. And if you liked Greta Gerwig's Little Women, you should go and watch a different version because it's great, but in a different way. Actually, I don't know, right, if if um, the, the boring thing happens when you don't care about the characters or if you don't care about the story because i'm thinking about like um, ladybird and also little women like basically like like Gregor wig stuff and i think the plot in those movies matters less than the characters in those movies because they're so strong right ah so um nicole says the most boring movie I watched was Gravity with Sandra Bullock and kind of George Clooney. I remembered watching it with my group of colleagues. Only a few of us finished the movie while the rest slept. And I think Gravity is a really good example because it's super high concept. Um, set, essentially, one central thing occurs and then you just have to kind of go with it. Mm. And I think that actually um, I didn't care about her. The Sandra Bullock character. True. And that was my problem with Gravity and it's why I couldn't hold on to anything. You flip the same thing and you go to The the Martian. That's a boring movie. But in you theory. like it in theory. Us, but The Martian, I think, what it has is scenes back on Earth. Yes. So yes, you've got the potatoes and you've got yeah, the yeah, disco yeah. and he's stuck alone on Mars. And Matt Damon. And Matt Damon doing Matt Damon-y things. But you've also got really a lot of mm. Earth stuff and that helps. That helps a lot. Yeah. So I'm thinking if you swap Sandra Bullock with... Um, Ryan Reynolds. Gravity wouldn't have been as <laughs> as boring, you know what I mean? Uh, I believe you're talking about life. And life was <laughs> not... Life is a, such a fast-paced movie that it's hard to argue yeah. that it's boring. Derivative, yes, but not not boring. But yeah, you're right. Um, it, it may also be that they were trying to do something about grief and, yeah. you know, it, it was a whole other thing. Cameroon, speaking of actors... Actually, Kevin Costner is the king of slow, boring movies. Most of his heroic characters are heavy and slow, I think. That's very true. That, but that's the... Because Kevin Costner is a strong, silent type. That's what mm. he does. He doesn't do anything other than that. So by nature, the films will be slower. Dances with Wolves. Ah, yes. Yeah. Postman. Oh, Postman. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that um, is true. Yeah, yeah. But Munif has another boring actor saying, I can't believe a movie with three monster sharks and a monster squid could be excruciatingly boring. But Meg too succeeded regardless. It's all thanks to Statham, who surely had a me win, me no lose, me no struggle clause <laughs> written into his contract. <laughs> this goes back to the, the Fast X thing. Yes. If that movie was made in 95, 
it would have been an amazing movie, like a blockbuster success. But we, like, who cares anymore in, in 2023? Um, who cares? And also genuinely, they don't lose. They don't lose. They don't lose. Nothing ever happens and they don't lose. Yeah. So what are you going to do with that? Like, who cares how many sharks or how many squids, right? Like Jason Statham is <laughs> never going to lose. Um, okay, this one's for you because I haven't seen it. Legion says, Buried is the most boring movie I ever watched. Oh, no, I don't think so. Um, if we're talking about like one-man show sort of movies, um, that movie left me feeling like so upset while watching it. Like it's so stressful and tense and adrenaline-inducing that I, I couldn't, I didn't find it boring at all. Stressed, but super, super, super stressful for me. Um, Legion, I'm wondering if it's also the one-actor thing. Because, mm. I mean, I've established that it's just not something I can really manage that well. So it's buried as Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Uh, so this maybe answers the gravity Ryan Reynolds question that maybe for some it's still not it, enough. It just doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. Hazwan says, the most boring movie I have ever seen is Vantage Point. It's the same plot with different vantage points. And at that time, I can literally hear the whole cinema sigh. And it was the first movie I ever watched in cinema. This is the one with Matthew Fox, I think. <laughs> yeah, he was coming out of Lost. Yes, and then he yes, did the, yes. Yeah, oh, I remember that movie. Hasan, have you watched um, Rashomon? Or, you know, something else that right. kind of explores this idea? This I can't idea? believe we just compared... Rashomon to, no! to Matty Fox to vantage point. Yeah, yeah, vantage point. But you know what I mean? Because it's one incident, yeah. multiple, not vantage points, but multiple perspectives. And yeah. I'm wondering if it's the format that doesn't do it for you or whether um, it's just that you, you happen to try it out with a not great movie. With those kinds of movies, right, I'm, I'm thinking there, there is another one, um, but I can't mention which one it is because that's, it's a bit of a spoiler. Okay. Um, that takes super, super, super interesting characters to make it work because you basically know the plot of the story within the first 15 minutes i mean within the first uh, 45 minutes and then it's just it's it's a it's a loop right um if the characters don't work then you're stuck sitting there with like three rounds of this loop that you honestly don't care about then that's boring lah. so i have this slight problem with edge of tomorrow i have this slight problem mm. with groundhog day um with what is that movie with andy samberg um, oh, the one in the... the Palm the, Springs, the, the, I Palm think. Palm Springs, yeah. Yeah, um, which, which I like. I objectively like all those movies. But the forced repetition does create a sense of boredom, even if I think the movie is interesting. Even if the characters are super interesting. Yes, yes. Um, I, mm. I find myself bored. Uh, and I'm also not inclined to pick up clues. Because you know how those films, a lot of them rest on the idea that like, how are they going to break the loop? Is yeah, there yeah, something yeah. they're missing? I can't. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, never mind. Is Groundhog Day a boring movie? Yes. It is, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I also notice how many people say I'm sorry while they send in their yeah, recommendations yeah. today because it feels bad. But I, I, I mean, I know it's a classic. Um, I don't know if it's an older film and therefore that's a part of it. Mm. I, I, I don't know. Actually, we have to ask the question, right? Like, how many people say movies are exciting out of pressure? Probably a lot. A lot. Look at all the Oppenheimer haters who suddenly the, feel free to like tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. It's and the so apologies boring. that follow some of the messages. Yes. Like yeah. I, I'm sorry for saying this. Yeah. There have been a lot of I'm sorries. We've never done a show, mm. I think, with so much correspondence that begins with, I'm really sorry, but yeah. yeah. Would you agree if someone said Alien is boring? The first one. Because we love, okay, love no. that movie. No, disagree. Disagree, I cannot. Right? Yeah, I can't. No, but it, you, it's a tight movie. It's very well packed. I would, I would just so dispute that. I would disagree, 
but I would understand. Yes, I mean, I have, like I said, I used to be unable to watch Alien. I thought that mm. it was a disgusting film, which it is. But I mean, I, I found it kind of difficult to be in that world. So I understand maybe, especially if you don't like the space trucker setting. True. I've also seen people say Jaws is boring. I, see, I can understand. I, I don't agree at all, yeah. but I can completely understand. Um, the Fly? Come on! How? What is boring about the fly? The man is turning into a fly. Into a fly, but yeah. disagree or can't understand? Cannot understand. Cannot understand. Cannot understand. Because Jeff Goldblum is also doing the most. He is doing the most. Yeah, he's okay. doing the most. So that one I can't understand. Jaws and Alien, I can completely understand. By the way, Nat wants to fight you. Um, <laughs> huh? I cannot believe this, Caps. I cannot believe you said that about Iron Man. Because for me, it's Captain America, the first one. It's the only MCU movie I did not finish. I think I fell asleep, never revisited. I was surprised when Cap became a central and one of the most popular characters as a result of that movie. But of course, since then, I like Cap in the MCU, lah, but I just can't with the first one. See, I can un- I disagree. I can understand. I don't disagree and understand. I do think Captain America first event first Avenger first Avenger um is not the best. Oh, see, I love that movie, Arvin. And I so this is the thing. I um, you know the the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk, I enjoyed that so much more than the first Iron Man. I don't dis- look. That's a good movie. The, I think it's a good yes, movie. Yes, the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk is underrated. Most people don't even know it exists, I feel. Yeah, I, 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 and I love Mark Ruffalo, but Ed Norton's a good Hulk. Yes. Eric Banner was a good Bruce Banner. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sh- don't sure me. <laughs> no, but I think a lot no, of people... in like a positive way, like, yes. <laughs> I think a lot of people found um, Ang Lee's Hulk difficult overall, and I think it burned, like, good performances from Jennifer Connelly and Eric Banner. Because that movie feels like a fever dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. A fever dream by an uncle who's trying to do like cartoon swipes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Th- there are a few weird things. Legion says, surprise, surprise, The Revenant was super boring for me. Um, the Bear should have won the Oscar. Pearl Harbor was super boring, an example of American patriotism and showcasing Ben Affleck as a lousy actor. I preferred the 1975 Torah, Torah, Torah. Uh, initially, Outlander was interesting for me, but um, it got tiresome over time. The Avatar sequel was boring because we're already spoiled by CGI. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anonymous says... I'm quoting, uh, anything everywhere all at once. <laughs> we never completed watching this award-winning movie even on the second attempt. It's the storyline that's boring. Anything. Anything. All at- yeah. yeah. It, this, I, uh, this is one of those I cannot agree, I cannot understand. I thought no. that, that was one of the most interesting, unique, exciting things that I had seen last year. It was last year. God, was it just last year? No lah. Like, time makes no sense. I have yeah. no idea when we watched this movie. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah right. Michelle, you won this year. It wasn't last year. It, I thought no, it was no, 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 you're right. You're right. Year. Yes, yes. It's so last year's movie. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. I don't think it was boring. I find it hard to, to mm. make the argument that it's boring. But then maybe if the storyline is not for you centrally, yeah. if the conceit of like the multiverse is not for you, then, then you're going to find it dull. Jasper says the most boring movies for me were Eyes Wide Shut, Rachel Getting Married, and Juno. Oh, Juno, I don't find, find boring at all. Yeah. But um, the other two, I kind of get. Eyes wide shut. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Understand. Patman says, try boring war movies. Thin, uh, thin red line, you'll know what boring really means. It sounds like a threat. <laughs> uh, I actually missed this one. I, I didn't watch it. I've seen. I'm trying to think if it was if because it was so kind of prestige that you are inclined to like it. Or if it was actually... No, no, it's true. It's true. It's slow. It's um, slow. Arvin, I'm telling you now that we only have three minutes left. I don't know why I'm choosing to anger you at this point. But Ia says <laughs> La La Land. Oh, no. 
No, no, one of my favorite. I don't like musicals. I love La La Land. I think it's boring. La La Land. <laughs> I do. I love La La Land. I do. I I think it's a good film. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I'm glad that it brings into the fold. Um, you know, musical haters. It's a dull movie, lah. Come on. Oh, I don't see. I don't find it dull at all. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. we'll have to continue fighting off air. I think, but <laughs> but I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, Amin says Blade Runner 2049. I watched for one hour. The other two hours, I was asleep. Can understand. I don't agree. Can understand. Don't agree. Can understand. I think this is true of Blade Runner in general. Yeah, the first one I don't agree and I don't understand. The second one I understand. Don't agree. Ah, um, I I understand for both and disagree for both. Mm, Makes mm, sense. Yeah. Um, P says Citizen Kane, Requiem for a Dream. I'm fascinated mm. by Requiem being boring. It's uh, it's not slow. It's, it's not slow. Fever dream. Fever yeah. dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think also if you don't like the characters, that that one's a character one. Because if you don't vibe with them, and they're difficult to like, they are, and yeah. they they're all pretty much not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alim also says Citizen Kane. Period. I know there was a new phenomenon in how cinematography was shot, but really cannot lah. I've tried really. Can understand. Uh, I want everyone to know that. I mean, in case it needs saying. Don't feel bad. Like, mm. I, I feel so bad that we've forced people to say they feel bad or yeah. that they're sorry for yeah. it. It's it's really fine. Ooh, uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, we're having an interesting evening uh, because Lawrence says, La La Land, dull la. And Lawrence <laughs> also hated Oppenheimer earlier. So, yeah. you know, you know, mixed bag. Yeah. Um, Kevin says, most boring movie that won a lot of awards. Won a lot of awards. I don't understand how. Drive my car. It felt four hours long for a three hour movie. Oh, uh, uh, can no disagree. I think I, I think because of the, I think the central plot makes it interesting enough. That I haven't is not seen boring. it, you know. I I really want to. Um, mm. but again, this is one of those. It's so long. It takes up so much time. I don't know when to fit it in. Yeah. So understand, I guess. Disagree, but understand. Um, let's see. What do we have? Um, Prox Macintosh says Captain Marvel. The first one. There's only Captain Marvel. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Disagree but understand. <laughs> you see, I was having such a tough time. I was like, is it or is it not? Disagree but understand. Okay. Um, I think, unfortunately, that that's all the time we have for today's show. There's still more messages which we did not get to. Um, thank you, everybody, for sticking it out with us yeah. because um, we have truly... Uh, tortured y'all with the clips we, we do get it we do apologize um you have been listening today to popcorn culture bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app